Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then this is obviously the show for you, Fight Night Extra. Well, myself, Andy Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis will be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports today. We're discussing Kid Galahad's big win over Jazza Dickens, which saw him become the new IBF featherweight champ. We'll be hearing from Joshua Boazzi as well, who headlines Fight Camp this weekend, the final fight camp of the trilogy. He takes on uh, Ricard Balotnik's tough fight. Step up that one for Joshua Boazzi. And joining us live will be the newly crowned Olympic flyweight champion, Galau Yafai. He joins us after winning gold in Tokyo. Plus, one of the latest on Errol Spence after his fight with Manny Pacquiao was cancelled. And we'll hear from Jake Paul, who spoke to TalkSport ahead of his fight with Tyron Woodley. Look, loads to get through on the show. Don't go anywhere. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. one place to start let's firstly welcome in our very own gareth a davis who joins us by the way from his house not vegas not anywhere in america although he's leaving the country in a couple of weeks i think but uh gareth firstly uh, nice to see you back what as you well mean i'm leaving hang on first of all what do you mean i'm leaving the country no i'm not leaving the country i'm a, I'm a happy brit oh I'm, nice I, i'm going to the Paralympics. there you go um you, you are you are the busiest man in the business gareth the busiest well Look, um, it's, a, it's a very busy time, mm. um, as you know, in boxing at the moment. It There's is. There's an awful lot going on. After a kind of quiet period for a little while, we talked about it together, you know, off air, that, you know, um, there was a bit of a lull and a bit of a, a kind of, a bit of grey cloud over, yeah, yeah. or a dark cloud even, over boxing when, when not, in a, not in a kind of issue way, but everyone was looking forward to the big heavyweight fights mm. and, you know, they fell, well, the, the big one fell through, and then Tyson Fury's fight with John T. Wilder fell through, and, um, you know, Manny Pacquiao's fight's just yeah. fallen through. But but at least they found an opponent on the undercard straight away, and they're having a, a fight. So it's brilliant, you know. Mm. Um, a good opponent as well. Oh, it's a great opponent. So, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's and, you know, I, I, I was with Manny Pacquiao, when was it? Eight days ago, at the wildcard gym, you know. So it was... 
um, had a lunch with him. I hadn't seen him for two years. I had a great catch up with him. Had half an hour with him. It was such a privilege. He's just an amazing, humble man. And mm. I really think, you know, we, we have to appreciate sports people like him who come from nothing, yeah. literally total abject poverty. And he's just an inspirational human being. He's got his failings. He's got his skeletons like everyone else, you know, um, and he's kind of confessed them all. He's, he's, why does he fight? As I love to ask him, because it's God's will. I love that. You know, honestly, I, I really love it. You, you, so, you, so I'm, I'm a happy bunny. Yeah, I'm look, a happy bunny. Honestly, fantastic work you've been doing out in the States as well. I know you uh, just recently spoke to Lauren Price. We'll, we'll talk about that. But let's start at the top with Kid Galahad, obviously beating Jazza Dickens uh, for the vacant IBF featherweight title. I'm Obviously, I've been at Fight Camp covering those events, and it's weird because I, I saw Kid Galahad at the weigh-in, and I was convinced there was only five or six rounds in him. He looked really, really gaunt at the weigh-in. and I, I, look, Obviously, all these fighters come in and they cut a lot of weight, but he obviously cut a lot of weight to make that featherweight limit. And in the end, though, come fight night, he's back up to his kind of big, strong self. And in the end, I think he just proved a level above Jazza Dickens on the night. And look, he's now obviously uh, looking for big, big fights. He signed a new contract with Matchroom. He looks good. And I think it's about time he goes now because there's always been a lot of hype and promise with Kid Galahad. Well, I did my research because when Fight Camp into Zone launched, mm. I was there with him and we had a wrestle. Um, I grabbed him at one point and, and, you know, he's not the biggest fella in the world, but I tell you what, he is immensely strong. And he's a real seasoned pro now, as is Dominic Ingle at what he does. Yeah. And I didn't have, I didn't buy what everyone else was saying. He's, I, I think he's the best featherweight in Britain right now. I think he's, mm. um, I really do. I mean, I think um, above Josh, Josh Warrington. Yeah. Well, yeah, above Josh, even above Michael Conlon, um, and and I think above Lee Wood as well. And I love mm. Lee Wood, and I love what Lee Wood's done. And uh, I'll probably end up having a big discussion with Ben Davison about that when he hears this. But, um, <laughs> I heard the conversation. Yeah, I know. Hey, we got them on on Saturday night. That was presenting good. On fight night. We got another fight night on Saturday night on Talk Sport. And I think Galal's joining us on that and Lauren Price's as well. So mm. um, it, well, it's a great time for celebrating all this. But I tell you what, I had a wrestle with, with, um, with I grabbed Kid, yeah? Yeah. And, uh, and, and he got me in a headlock. I think it was pretty quick he got me in a headlock because they do a little bit of grappling up at the... Um, the Ingle Gym. Uh, the Ingle Gym, because I've seen Liam Williams and Dominic Ingle going at it on the floor as well, um, grappling. Um, and they filmed that and put that out for. And physically, he is a specimen. Mm. Um, and I, I and I think, I think Kid has that awkward style where he can box or he can fight. And he just showed that. And I mean this sincerely towards Jazza Dickens. I'm not disrespecting him. He looked a class above. And Jazza he did. He did. has got an amazing heart and. You know, um, he's a great, great man with an amazing story. I'm sure I told you the story of when he was very poor when he was younger and he didn't have a, couldn't afford to go to the gym. He made a bag, he made a ring out of plastic bags above a derelict shop. And did I tell you about yeah, that story? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's extraordinary, isn't it? He, he's he, again, he's a really inspirational man. I feel quite emotional talking about him right now. And he's been I through always, a lot. He's been through a lot. Uh, I mean, he, he's his mum and dad as well. He's been through yeah. a lot. Yeah been through so much mm. and he's very open about it and I think he's an emotional man he draws emotions out in us and I love him for that and and um people like that make me want to do what I do they really do Eddie mm. like they, they you want to tell their story I'm a storyteller aren't I you know yeah. I love telling stories writing stories and and 
like to put people out there for the wider public to see what you can achieve, what you can, you know, how people grow so amazingly out of adversity sometimes. Um, and that we can we can take those people as examples in life. It means so much, and I mean this genuinely. It means so much. And I think we've got some amazing featherweight fights coming up as a result of uh, of that last weekend. And Michael Conlon winning the night before against TJ Doheny, and you know the, the 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 lineup in September with with Josh Warrington rematching with Mauricio Lara, which I think is a very dangerous style stylistic matchup for him. Um, to go into that fight after losing earlier in the year in a shock loss. So, no, very, very impressed with Kid Galahad. It, he, he, for me now, is at the peak of his powers. Yeah, look, I mean, the world's his oyster, right? I mean, there is Navarati in America, there's Gary Russell Jr. And you're right, over here there Leo is Lee Santa Wood, Cruz, Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz. If he can it's make... amazing. You know, if we could get all those um, Americans and Mexicans over here, to fight our guys, um, it would be absolutely stunning for the next two years. Yeah, and look, I wouldn't be afraid of chucking Kid in with any of those. Uh, a quick word on Errol Spence uh, and Manny Packer. Obviously, look, it's a fight we were all desperate to see. I mean, I was having a goat conversation with someone. I was like, if Manny Pacquiao beats Errol Spence, yeah. I mean, I, I can bring anything to the table. I'll make an argument to say he's he's top five of all time. And then top, get... top 20. Top oh, 20. No, top, top 10. I'll give you top 10. Between ten and twenty, it's a big debate. I mean, it's, I, it's a great debate, I, isn't it? I, I, we I should see, have we should have a yeah. whole episode on just that debate. It would be fantastic oh, for yeah, an hour. Yeah. It's a great it debate. A lot of argument. It will, yeah. and, and it always does, right? It always does. But um, obviously, Errol Spence out with a torn retina or a detached yeah. retina. I mean, yeah. that's a serious injury. I mean, I remember speaking mm. to Michael Bisping mm. about what he had to go through having the same injury, and not just how it affected him in his fight; it's just affected him in life. So I, I do pray that Errol Spence can recover from it. It's been a crazy year and a half for Errol Spence, but um, disappointment that we're not going to see that one. Might not ever see it. Yeah, we might not. You're right. I mean, we don't know how bad the injury is for, for Errol Spence. And obviously he's been through a lot with the car crash already as well. That extraordinary car crash that he's managed to recover from, whereas mm. the car rolled, it looked like about four times. It was just, you know, it looked like a Formula One crash, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was extraordinary. And, and you know, thanks to... Thanks to whatever's above for keeping him alive and through that. Um, Indeed. So, um, yeah, but, um, you know, it's it's still good that, that this fight's going ahead against Hugo. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it, I'm still looking forward to seeing Manny fight. I, I did favour Errol Spence in the fight, but once I was with Manny and around his people, everybody was persuading me, no, he's going to do it and he's going to beat Errol down the stretch and tire him. <laughs> so... Um, and this isn't his last fight either, yeah. so because um, he still loves fighting. But he can choose to run for presidency in the Philippines next year if he really wants to, because um, he's 42 now, and you have to be 42 to run. Can you imagine? I'm sitting having lunch with Manny, talking to him eight days ago about is he going to run for president of the Philippines uh, to be president of 110 million people on a, on a series of islands in in. It's crazy, isn't it? Is it, isn't isn't the world crazy when you think when you kind of think of things like that? Like you were in the wild card gym with Manny and Freddie Roach talking to what could be the next president of the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. And he knows you. He knows you. Well, it's it, it, it's more kind of sitting there, seeing him, and just chatting to him, seeing his humility. I'm I'm noticed him change in anything but a better way in the last twenty years. Yeah, which is about the time I've probably known him, maybe fifteen, sixteen years, and. He's, I I hadn't seen him for a couple of years. He's really matured into his political leanings as well. And 
God, he's such a strong character. And it, and, and, and I did, I don't normally, but I, I did pinch myself when I headed off to the airport afterwards to come home. Um, because like, I thought, you know, treasure these moments because not everybody gets to spend time with him and talk to him about his life. And, and you, you carry that inspiration with you. I, I, I'm, I'm probably a little bit emotional today because I've just spoken to Lauren Price, spoke to Gal Aliafai last night as well. Um, it's... There's a, there's a lot of inspiration around at the moment, Eddie. I like it. Um, share me some of that inspiration. Bottle it up and send me the bottle, uh, Gareth A. Davis. There. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, in partnership with the Zone, exclusive broadcaster of Matchroom's Fight Camp. Free weekends of fights for just one ninety nine. The Zone game chain. Shortly, we're hearing from the man set to headline this weekend's Fight Camp. That's Joshua Bawatsi. question is when they pull the trigger got to get this done and maybe one or two more lovely right hand and it followed up and that's good night it is all over that's that right hand again from Huatsi just can't get his chin out of the way and there's a beautiful shot legs almost went Bob Williams having a close look he's about to step in here Joshua Bawatsi has won in the second round as he takes his bow Jamie entertaining AJ at ringside and that was punch perfect a terrific performance in fight number four from Joshua Bawatsi this is Final Extra with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, Fight Camp returns to the Matchroom HQ with three weekends of big fights. And now let's take a look ahead to the final weekend of matches in partnership with DAZN. Britain's Joshua Boatsy returns to the ring this weekend to headline Fight Camp as he takes on Latvian. Ricard's Bolotniks Boatsy is unbeaten in his 14 fights as a professional, but knows he faces another step up in class this weekend. He caught up with TalkSport's James Avunja fresh off the back of his training camp in the States and says he's feeling great ahead of his return to the ring. Just over a week ago, but I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, got a good opponent, top 10 rankers across all the boards, but um, I've trained hard, as I'm sure he's trained hard as well, but, you know, I've, I've worked hard and um, less than two weeks away and I will find out who the better man is. How do you reflect on that last performance against Los Santos, a fourth round stoppage? Do you feel like you're able to to show off some of the things you've been working on with Virgil? I know you'd only been together a little while. Um, no, I don't feel I showed too much, to be honest. Um, maybe a little, but not too much. But I think most importantly, as the fights go on, what I've learned and that will show people, see it or translate people over to see, oh, he's done something different now. Hopefully in the next fight coming up that I've got, we'll be able to see a bit of that. But I'm, I'm, I remain quite optimistic with it all. That was your second camp in America. Do you see that being the, the long-term future for you, heading out there with Virgil? Do you feel like you're... You're feeling the benefits already, maybe having a longer camp this time. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think the more camps we have, the easier um, and the more like we'll gel together, you know. Um, it's quite straightforward now. This camp was quite smooth because, you know, what when he's des- describing something or saying something to me, I catch on to it straight away. Whereas the first camp, I may be like, oh, what does that mean? Or what is this? Or what do you mean by that? But like now it's a lot more straightforward. If he says certain things, I understand it. I know what to do. Um, and I can just keep adding and we can learn quicker and kind of progress on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it was quite smooth, this camp. Next Saturday, you fight at Fight Camp, the, the third weekend of Fight Camp. I don't think yeah. we've spoken to you 
since this deal has been reached between Matram and, and the zone. How do you feel about it? I think for Matram, it's good. You know, um, the zone is a global, um, what word does it use? I don't know whether the word is a network or a station, but the bottom line is that they're global. They're boxing in many more countries now, having it available more in many countries now. So I think from that perspective, you have to say it's a good thing. You can't say it's a bad thing if more eyes can watch you. And I think that that wraps it up. It's a good thing. It's a brilliant thing. And how do you feel about the prospect of headlining at Matram HQ next weekend? I look forward to it, man. Um, I, I enjoy these shows. And to be main event, again, a privilege, but I do look forward to it. Um, and as always, you've got to put in a show. So I, I look forward to that, man. You mentioned your, your opponent is Belotnik's next week. And you mentioned about the way he's ranked in various boards. He's very highly ranked with, with some of them. Does it feel like a step up from what you faced in, in the last few fights? I don't really know about feelings, but when we get there in the fight, we'll see and we'll know. Um, I'm still preparing. My mindset's been the same to go out there and to win. Um, I haven't gone to do anything extreme, anything wild that I wouldn't usually do. I've remained doing what I do and I've worked hard this camp. So for me, that's that's enough. And, um, you know, on August the 14th, we step in the ring and the better man will win. You'll be aware of the, the talk and the excitement which which follows around you. Do you feel like this opponent, Belotnik, do you think that will appease the fans that are desperate to see you in these big fights? Yeah, it should do. You know, people have been talking a lot, James. So I think with this one, I think people in the boxing world know, oh, this is a good fighter. It's got good rankings. Um, let's see how Gretzky deals with it. So I think, yeah, it, sh it should do. But again, man, whether you do good or bad, people always talk. So I, I can't really read much into it. But I think for those that are following quite closely um, and know they're boxing, they're in for a treat. You spoke a, a few months ago when we spoke about how great champions are made by great promoters. They need to be matched correctly. What, what do you see being the pathway if you are successful next Saturday? Again, if I am, then it's to stay within the, those top 10 opponents. Um, this is a top 10 opponent, so I guess it's to stay within there. Um, if my trainer feels, ah, oh, okay, let's get a shot at a world title, then we do that. If he feels, ah, oh, another fight similar to that, then we do that. Whatever it is, man, I'm on board with it. My aim and my sole thinking process right now, James, is to win next weekend. Um, have I looked past it? I haven't. Have I thought of the what-ifs? No, it's, it's to win, to go in there and to win. Gareth, it is another step up, isn't it, um, for Joshua Boatsy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it is. It is. It's, it's strange with Boatsy. I almost feel like it's been a bit stuck. You know, start, stop, start, stop with him. Obviously, he's had his injuries. He's now gone to America with Virgil Hunter. Um, I think the light heavyweight division over here is actually quite thick and deep. And I actually don't think he separated himself from the pack here yet. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see what he does against Bolotniks. Obviously, experienced vet, comes to fight. Um, has caught a couple of upsets in his career as well already. Uh, are we expecting a different look in Boatsy now, now that this is his, what, second training camp with Virgil? Yeah, I mean, I, I, by the way, that's a great matchup for me mm. um, with those two because I love what... Um, uh, Virgil Hunter did with Andre Ward for many yeah. years. Obviously, he was like a father figure to him as a boxer, and he had him from the age, I think it was 11 or 12, all the way through the Olympics and onwards, where, of course, uh, Andre Ward won uh, light heavyweight gold himself. Or was it heavyweight? I can't remember now. I think it was light heavyweight gold. Light heavy, yeah. Uh, it was light heavyweight gold, mm. it was. Yeah, gosh, my, 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 my memory. Uh, um, but, you know, I think 
what I like about this fight is that, and people don't always take sanctioning body rankings as um, as a given, but Bolotniks is three with the WBA, he's six with the IBF, and he's five uh, with the WBO. So he is a significant figure in that light heavyweight division, you know, dominated by Arta Paterbiev, Joe Smith Jr. And, you know, you could say Jean Pascal is the, is the world's uh, regular champion with the WBA and Dimitri Bivol, obviously the super champion. But... Um, I don't think um, until now we haven't seen him in against someone where we can say, right, is he? Re- this is the marker of whether he's ready for those world title fights. He may not be. He may be still be one away from that. He might have to fight like a Badu Jack or a, mm. or a, someone like that, you know, afterwards. But um, and I think that'll be a good opponent for him, by the way, if he looks good in this. What I like about this fight for him stylistically, I think it's a really good matchup, Addy. Um, I've watched Bolotniks. Uh, Bolotniks is a is an aggressive fighter. Likes to go to the body. Likes to throw left and right hooks to the body, and is a big winging puncher. He likes to throw a lot of hooks rather than live behind the jab. And I think um, Joshua starts Joshua Boatsy starts fights very powerfully behind the jab, and it eases his way into a fight. And I think he'll be faster to the punch in this fight. And I really expect him to to chop Bolotniks down like a large tree, round after round. Mm. Um, we we know how composed. Um, Boatsy can be, but I like to see him go through the gears a little bit. I think he's capable of stopping this guy late in the fight, Mm. um, eight from round eight onwards. Um, And I think we want a statement performance from him. And I think he knows that. And and he's been a bit more strident. He's said a bit more, you know, uh, Joshua is a, is a lovely man. And, you know, he's, he's not one to indulge in, in smack talk, but he said he wants to go after this guy and make a statement. And I really hope he goes out and does that. Because we will be talking about him as a world title challenger then, I think, in the next six to eight months. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I, I agree with you as well. I, I actually want to see a more aggressive uh, Boatsy. Uh, he's as laid back as they come in the lead up to fights, right? He's not going to sell a fight on what he says because that's just him. He's not the kind of trash talker. But in terms of in the ring, I do want to see a, a more aggressive Boatsy, which might then lead to what will be, I think, a fun fight because you're right, Bolotniks will meet him in the centre of the ring as well. I mean, he's not lost for seven fights. He's confident. He knows that a win for him... Uh, especially on British soil, puts him right there in terms of a world title fight next. So he's in that position as well. I, I just hope Boatsy gets that win because I feel like we've been waiting for Boatsy to arrive. And I don't want to rush our Olympians, but obviously he is from the 2016 Olympics. And, you know, we're now looking at the Olympians from 2021, really. And I feel like he should be a bit further afield. So I, I, I like to see what Boatsy's going to do in this. I, again, predict him like you did to get the stoppage. And I think that will then be a statement. And then... Who knows, right? We don't know what's going on with Canelo and Dimitri Bivol. Why not Boatsy versus Bivol 2022? Why not just go for it? Because I think he's ready for that kind of level if he gets past Bolotniks. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's... it's. I've thought for a long time that, that Joshua Boatsy has maybe elite level in him. He's certainly got world level. He might have elite level in him. You know, he's, he's a formidable guy. He's come through, you know, a couple of little tests. Um... And, you know, he's dedicated to the craft. He's, he's a brilliant size for the weight. He doesn't cut a lot of weight. Um, he's got a, a great chin, all of those kind of things, that all the qualities that we, we need in a guy who's going to go to the very top level. And I, I don't mind him not rushing, frankly. Mm. Um, I think he's, you know, he, he's, he's just finding his groove. Hey, he's very aggressive when he sees the finish. Yeah. Um, and now, look, I think Virgil Hunter is great for him. And I think we will see a slightly different Joshua Batsy, a more determined 
uh, Joshua Boazzi, more determined perhaps to get that outcome that is more dramatic. Um, but look, he's not put a foot wrong. 14 wins, 12 knockouts, undefeated. Um, he showed in the Olympics five years ago that he, he, he's got it. He, you know, he, he, when, he, when he wants something, he goes after it. But he's got a switch. Um, he's got a switch and he switches and that's what I love about him. Indeed. Really love that about him. Indeed. S- same here. Uh, good luck to uh, Boatsy on the weekend. Obviously, look, he headlines the final fa- fight camp from Matram HQ in Brentford. All right, we're just talking Olympics. When we come back, we're going to speak to an Olympic gold medalist. Galau Yafai joins us uh, fresh from winning um, gold at Tokyo. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. through the course of this Olympic tournament, winning five contests out of five. And a dream which was conjured up during his day shift at a car plant in Solihull has come to fruition here on the Olympic stage in Tokyo. You're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, it's in partnership with The Zone, exclusive broadcast of Matron's Fight Camp. Three weekends of fights for just $1.99. The Zone game changed. All right, uh, we've got a very, very special guest uh, with us right now. It's not every day you speak to an Olympic gold medalist, is it? Uh, let's welcome in uh, Galau Yafai, uh, Olympic gold medalist from Tokyo. Um, not just Olympic gold medalist. Let, let's read out a few of these uh, credentials here. You're talking about European bronze and silver medalist, Commonwealth Games gold medalist as well, numerous national championships. I mean, Galau, first, the most important question, I think, we need to get this one out of the way straight away. Did you go and pick up your five guys? Have, have you done that yet? Yeah, I went as well. Not as soon as I got back, got back, and I went home, and then yeah, I was straight to Papua. <laughs> yeah, I knew you and your brothers would be there. I mean, this is such an important sort of moment, isn't it, for the family? I mean, I mean, Cal, you fire former world champion. Your other brother, uh, Gamal, you fire former European champion. I mean, what an incredible achievement! Yeah, definitely. It's like when I would do well, I'm living out their dreams as well. So, um, yeah, whenever I would do well, it looks great on them and. 
they, they were just as happy as me winning Olympic gold. So, yeah, um, it's all good. What's it like in the camp, the Team GB camp? I mean, when it was assembled, I remember saying it was like a team of Avengers coming together. It's the best, the best I think, set of boxes we've ever sent to the Olympics. And, I mean, up into it, there was a time when, obviously, you were meddling, but I was like, oh, it'd be so nice for a gold here. Just to top it off, and then you get a gold, Lauren Price gets a gold. What was the mood like in the camp when both of you got those gold medals? Oh, it was great. Um, obviously, it was a historic, uh, historic game for us. It was six medals, um, two golds, two silvers, and two bronzes. So, yeah, as you can see, it was a it was a great tournament for us. Um, everyone was happy. Um, just looking for the ones that couldn't medal, but mm. they're top fighters, and I'm sure they'll be back too. But yeah, overall, great games. When you um, think of what's next, look, you're 28 now. I mean, there must be offers coming from everywhere, not just over here with Frank and Eddie, but from America as well. Top rank must be on the phone all the time trying to sign you up. What's the plan now? Are you going to stay amateur or is it now a case of turning over, you know, your Olympic gold medalist? You've done everything you can do as an amateur. Surely now it's a case of chasing those those kind of accolades as a pro. Uh, definitely. You know, I've been dying to go pro for the past three, four years. Um Obviously, I set out my path to stay on for the Olympics after Rio. Uh, I did that. Um, I don't know if I regretted it before 2020, you know, mm. with the pandemic and everything coming. Um, but, yeah, it's been worth it with me getting that gold medal. But, yeah, I'm definitely be going pro um, very soon and looking to become world champion too. Love it. Yeah, when, you, when you walked through the airport, we've all seen the pictures when you came home. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know if it was in Birmingham or at the airport. I couldn't work it out quite. But yeah. there were about... 300 people seemingly kind of I wondered at one point weren't you being lifted up with a rucksack on your back and I was thinking mm. don't bloody drop him now <laughs> don't I'll bloody drop him I was thinking the same girl I could see it on your face I could see you thinking hang on a minute I've been all the way to Tokyo and back I've got my gold yes. medal I've got a rucksack on my back if a couple of these guys fall over here I'm going to end up on the floor on my back I know, I had, to be care I had to be careful for the medal as well. We didn't want it to drop and, and smash. Now, but um, now it was good to have everyone come and see me, uh, friends, family. Um, you know what? To be fair, I don't really like all that fuss. I, I was dreading it, to mm. walking out. Um, but, um, yeah, we got it done. And, yeah, I'm just glad that they were there to see me. So where does the ice in your veins come from? Because you were the pretty one. I've got to say, if I was giving medals for coolest people at the Olympics... I'm not yeah. blowing smoke here now. I'm not blowing yeah. smoke. A bit of smoke. No, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on a minute, Addy. Hang on. You don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I didn't see a tear in Galal's eye when the anthem. I watched every bit of Galal at the Olympics, right? Didn't see a tear in the eye during the Olympics. I saw a bit of stoicism and a bit of seriousness on his face. His interviews afterwards, there was ice in his veins. He, he fought with ice in his veins in that final like he didn't have a care in the world. Mm. He gets the gold medal for the coolest ice in the veins at the Olympics for me. He gets the gold medal, top of the podium. He might not be the biggest fella in the world, but he gets the biggest award for me. Where does that, that coolness come from, that, that ability to switch off all your emotions? You know what? Um, people said that to me. They said, oh, you, you didn't seem like you were like, you know, it was the Olympic final or you've just been given an Olympic gold medal. But it's crazy because I didn't imagine it to be like that because when I got announced winner and Olympic champion, I, I, I thought I'd be crying and I'd be celebrating and going mad, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, oh, great, like Olympic champion, wicked. Like If you could see me on a video, you could see me shaking my head after the fight and saying, yeah. wow. You could see me saying, wow, Olympic champion. 
Um, I think it was more shock. It, it was just like surreal. Um, but you know what it is? I'm always looking for more. I always want more. Like, I'm glad to be Olympic champion, but I still need more. Like, I'm, I need to be, you know, doing doing more things and better things. So hopefully I can I can do that when I'm pro. But trust me, I'm overwhelmed being Olympic champions. Like, the biggest accolade in sport to be Olympic champion. And I said the other day, I said Muhammad Ali is Olympic champion. Mm. You know, fighters like Penel Whitaker, Oscar De La Hoya, all fighters that I look up to. And I'm not on their level, but one thing we all share in common is we're all Olympic champions. So I'm just humbled to be in that position. What I, what I would say is, sorry, Eddie, what I would say is, and this is my reading of you, how you are outwardly, and exactly that, but I was going to put it in a different way to you, is that by winning that gold medal, mm. Galal Yafai realised that this is just the beginning of the journey now. The beginning yeah. of the journey. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what it was. It was like, I, I won that gold medal and it was like, that's my, that's my amateur career done now. That's just finished my amateur career. I've got a new journey now and it's going to open a few more doors for me as a professional. Um, but I've still got a long way to go now as a pro. Like, I understand I'm an Olympic, champ Olympic champion and more eyes are going to be on me, but I need to do it as a pro now. I love that attitude because most people, me that's too. it, right? You, you tick the box, you're Olympic gold medalist. And that's the big thats the big first goal, isn't it? The Olympic gold medalist. But I like the fact that you're saying, no, no, wait a minute, we've done that now. Not just Olympic gold medalist, Commonwealth and European medals as well. It's like, okay, now we go again. Because some people say it is a big step up to the pros. And I, I like the fact that you are now going to be the hunted. Hope you know this, Galal. You're going to be the hunted yeah. in the pros now. They, they're going to want to come for your head. Um, have you kind of yeah. thought when you might make your first steps into the programme? Is there any any kind of maybe thought process to 2022 sometime? Um, the, the only thing I'm thinking about is I want to fight before the end of the year. So, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? So what, what we're now in August now, we've got four months. I know that I should be fighting for the end of the year. Like, I'm desperate to get in a pro ring. And as these same people come from my head, I can't wait. I, I love to have a fight. I, I just can't wait to show people. I can't wait to show people how good I am, too. Like, that was my chance at the Olympics, to show people how good I am. And the same with other fighters, too, on GB. Like, we don't get to show how good we are. And we had a chance, too, in uh, Tokyo. So we will be able to do that more often now on, um, on our pro shows. One of the things that occurred to me around that was when you look at turning pro mm -hmm. we talk about sporting scaffolding you've been in what is literally a professional setup as an amateur in Sheffield yeah? yeah so one of the things that we've seen Anthony Joshua go back there for nine more years after he's been Olympic champion yeah. um, Carl Froch used to train there when Rob McCracken was coaching him of course when he was a professional on that extraordinary run that he had you know, I think yeah. it was like 12 or 13 world title fights in a row, you know, yeah. Carl never got praised for until he fought at Wembley. I think it was in front of 80,000 people. As I, he I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, yeah. Um, and Carl will forgive me that. And because we, Carl and I have had a couple of uh, street fights so far, um, well, staged street fights. I love Carl. Um, the, the, the thing is this, when you step away into the pros now, yeah. something moves... Um, moves away for you in terms of not that not being around you. Are you going to keep a relationship with the EIS and Rob and still train there in some senses? How are you going to... Because it's a big shift away from that because then you're organising everything for yourself as a pro. Yeah. Now, I, you know, it is, I'm okay with that. 
I'm, you know, the thing with me is I'm, I'm independent, man. I'm just, I'm selfish. I just want to do well. I'm just, um, I just want success. So I don't mind where it comes from, who I train with, where I train. I could train on my own in, in my garden, in my garage. I don't care. As long as I've got someone to train me um, and I'm still motivated, then I'd, I couldn't care where I train, who I train with. I'm just, I just want success now. Who, who have, you, have you thought, Gal, who, have you thought who fits your style as a pro, of, you know, be it Freddie Roach, be it uh, Virgil Hunter, be it Adam Booth, be it Ben Davison, be it, have you had a think? A, li- a little bit. Who do you think would suit me? <laughs> I, I like you with Ben Davison myself. Oh, do you like Ben Davison? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not too bad. Is he? He's a new up-and-coming um, trainer. Yeah, he, he's not a bad shot. Um, I, like you a few, Sh- I like you with Shane McGuigan. You like Shane McGuigan? He's a good trainer as well. Mm. There's loads of good trainers in England. Um, yeah, there's loads of good trainers. They're both young and very good trainers, and they've both got great fighters as well. So we just have to see, won't we? I had a chat, Addy, off air with with um, with Gal, I think it was yesterday evening. And what I liked about what, what I was saying to Gal was that I want someone, and I can be shot down over this, but Gal and I were just mulling over it, was Gal has the potential to be the style that Vasyl Lomachenko fights in, that Usyk fights in, that, that, that Terence Crawford, when he switches to Southpaw, fights in, uh, or even in Orthodox, Errol Spence, who are, um, come forward, mm. counterpunchers, aggressive mm. counterpunchers, and we saw that style from Galal in the Olympics. You know, um, I know he's, I know he can adapt his style because that is a style that puts pressure on the other fighter, makes them fight you, and makes them fight the way you want to fight. Because we talked about that, Gal, didn't we yesterday? That yeah. that could be the style that 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 really takes you forward as a pro now. No, definitely. You know what it is? That's years of me watching him, and you know what else as well. I remember like five, six years ago thinking. Okay, I'm I'm small. I'm at a small weight. Um, and I was a bit of a boxer. I thought I was a bit of a boxer on the back. Thought a bit boring. I thought you know what? I need to start going forward and make it a bit more exciting because no one wants to watch us small guys. So um, we got to do something extra for people to you know take take a look at us. So I think that's where I got my aggressive style from, and I just worked on it. And then yeah, now I'm just trying to kill everyone to try and fight. No, you just need the swag. No, you just need the swag. Yeah, that's what but that that will come when I'm pro. I will. As, it as, will. As amateur, it's all like as you know, as amateur, it's all respect, and you have yeah. to you know to bow down and be respectful. But as a pro, just, you could do what you want. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, final point, Galau, and really appreciate you coming on and talking to us here on on yeah. Talksport Two. Quick word about your brothers, uh, Gamal and Kai. Oh, it's Cal, sorry. Look, obviously, so much. Pre- you must have had a, an interesting upbringing with them as well. There must have been fights in the household. It must have made you who you are right now today. But the support they've given you while you've been in the Olympics. I mean, they've been tweeting every single second about you, San. Yeah, <laughs> semi-finals good, but he's getting gold. Okay, finals good, but he's getting gold. And in the yeah. end, you tick all the boxes. You know, you know what's funny, yeah? Like, I swear to God, like, I'm not joking. They they were more confident of me bringing gold back than I was, of myself bringing gold back. Like, I could see them putting, it's coming home, Galau's Gilau, winning gold, yeah. and I was thinking, oh, gosh, like, come on, boys, keep it keep it, uh, keep it, it down a bit. I don't want to embarrass myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I was like, like, I love the confidence, but, you know, I'm not as confident as they are, and um, they they just show me support. They want me to do well. Um, they bring me up and put me on a pedestal. And I was, I thank God I was able to bring it home as well because I, I would have looked pretty stupid if I, if I didn't bring the gold on. 
No, you, you certainly didn't look stupid. You've done it, and um, good luck in the programme. And fingers crossed we do see you uh, sometime <laughs> in the next couple of months fighting. Um, it'll be interesting to see who you sign with. Gareth, I did want to quickly ask, it, and this is the thing I think that really makes it stand out even more, is that, you know, that area in Birmingham, I feel like we haven't had a big Birmingham show for a long, long time. We've now got the potential to have a big show, isn't it? I mean, he can headline, his brothers can be on as well. It's there now. That market can be opened up again. They can call it Come By The Gold Triple Yafai. You know? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm behind it. I think it would... Be, listen, the, um, as, as, as Gal just said, if they, can get that far, if they can get that card on, he can turn pro by the beginning of uh, next year. Mm. What an amazing kind of December card that would be at the NEC, NIA, one of those arenas, and get yeah. 10, 10 12,000 people in there. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Yes. Well, that would be brilliant. Ben, ben Whitaker, Fraser Clark, so Decker's can put all them. Them right. boys all on those, exactly. all of them, all of them. Yeah. I like it. Unless, well, it depends if they can all be signed by the same promoter. We know how boxing works, don't we, Gilal? I really yeah, appreciate it, Conor Gilal. Thank you uh, very, very much. promotions. Oh, yeah. 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 easy, yeah. Gareth. Easy, easy. Well, <laughs> uh, then again, sometimes you've got to start these things early, right? Devin Haney did it. Why not, Gilal? Uh, when we come back, we're going to be hearing from Jake Paul. A uh, YouTube fight coming up for him against Tyron Woodley. on TalkSport 2 with myself, Adi Ladipo and Gareth A. Davis. All right, let's turn our attention now to YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul, who's told TalkSport he plans to fight Tommy Fury, providing obviously Fury can get some more high-profile wins on his record. Paul is set to take on former UFC fighter uh, Tyron Woodley on August 29th, and Fury has been added to the undercard as well to face one of Paul's sparring partners, Anthony Taylor. Here's what Paul had to say to us, starting with the fight against Woodley. Yeah, it's a, looking to step up in competition and that's exactly what I want, you know. I want to continue to challenge myself and push myself with each one of these fights. And they're just going to get bigger and bigger, and I'm only getting better and better. Um, and so, you know, this is – yeah, this is really just the start, like you said. I mean, I'm just getting warmed up with what I can accomplish here. You spoke there before about wanting to prove people wrong, and you'll be aware about the arguments there are at the moment about people like yourselves getting in a boxing ring. How do you feel about – about those people that say you're ruining boxing whereas on the other hand there's probably equal number of people saying what you're doing is is lifting the sport to new heights which you spoke about before yeah look I, I understand why people at first were like hey this kid's bad for boxing like leave him out I get that but I respect this sport I love this sport I'm a student of this sport I'm in the gym busting my ass every single day and I think that just deserves some credit and all I want to do is, like I said, make boxing more popular, make it more exciting. That will help everyone in this sport grow. You know, I think even Canelo at first was like, YouTube boxing's bad. And then he retra he was man enough to retract his statements and say, actually, I, I thought this through. This is I think this is good for the sport. 29th of August is set to be a huge night for yourself. But also we've got Tommy Fury flying over to the U.S., making his, his U.S. debut. He's on the undercard. How much of a role did you have to play in getting him on this card? I see him as a potential opponent in the future. You know, I, he has to get through my sparring partner, Anthony Taylor, which I think he's highly underestimating Anthony's skill set. 
And I personally think Anthony is going to beat Tommy and upset the whole entire world. I wanted to see if Tommy would step up to the plate, put his money where his mouth is because he says he wants to fight me. He says he wants to, you know, do bigger fights and get involved in the U.S. market. So, all right, now, now is your time to shine. Let's, let's see what you're made of. Most people in the U.S. or really even in the sport of boxing don't, didn't really know he existed until he started calling me out and saying he wanted to fight me. Everyone was like, wait a second, Tyson Fury has a little brother? This is crazy. You say you want to get to the very top of this sport. Your brother fought Floyd Mayweather Jr. earlier this year. Are there any dream opponents that you've got on your, your own bucket list? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't put anything out of the picture. I think anything is possible. This journey is just starting. You know, the biggest names in the sport are talking about me from both on the UFC side of things and MMA side of things to boxing. You know, I think my goal is, is uh, to, to become a world champion, just to laugh and say I did it. And I see a ton of big names on the path to become a, becoming a world champion. And, um, you know, I think the ultimate fight right now would probably be me versus Canelo. And, and I, and I always say like, you know, this, this Turkish guy and Billy Joe Saunders, like they all, they all went in there and just got embarrassed. Uh, you know, I'm bigger, stronger, taller, more athletic than all those guys. If I saw any of those guys in the street, uh, you know, in a street fight, it, it, would, it wouldn't be pretty, my friend. Let's do it inside the ring. No problem. Uh, always interesting to hear Jake Paul, uh, very colourful. Look, I, I think what he's done for the sport of, can we say it? The sport of YouTube boxing has almost been um, fantastic, right? I mean, he has progressed through the opponents as well. It was, it was funny, a couple of years ago, he was fighting Deji. Now he's fighting, and no matter what you say, now he's fighting a former UFC champion in Tyron Woodley, and not a washed European cha UFC champion as well. Tyron Woodley still has something to offer. Um, obviously, look, Tommy Fury's the fight it seems like they want, right? I mean, that's why he's on the undercard, I guess, to try and sell it a little bit. What do you make of this Jake Paul-Tommy Fury thing? Are you on board? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, but he's got to beat Tyron Woodley first. Mm. I mean, if he gets knocked out by Tyron Woodley, it'll be over. But Tyron Woodley's a smaller guy. Yeah. Um, he's 0-4 he's in, in, in his last four MMA fights. I think he's been knocked out a couple of times. He throws different kind of punches to to um, to Jake Paul, mm. and he's also, by the way, he's a wrestler. Yeah. He's a wrestler who's who's got into striking as an MMA guy. He's a former, a great former wrestler, and you know, and I've interviewed Tyron a few times over the years, and um, he's a fantastic uh, fella. But the the I've got a weird feeling, or a sneaky feeling, that Jake Paul's going to win this fight. Um, Wouldn't shock and, me. Yeah, no, I, I really do. And I think Tommy Fury will win um, on his American debut. And I think we will see them go nose to nose in the ring afterwards. Who's and the better boxer then of Woodley, who has done some boxing, obviously, uh, as a former UFC champion, he would have laced up the gloves. Who's the better boxer than Woodley or Jake Paul? Who's the better boxer? Well, we'll find out on the night. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to say that, but we'll, we'll find out on the night. Um, uh, that's a, it's a difficult one to answer. Um mm. But it, it, it's who steps up on the night is what I'm interested in, mm. you know. Um, you know, Tyron's got nothing to prove. He, this is a money fight for him. It's not, it's not, it's not, it, it, there's no beef between them. It's not about, there's no real beef. It's, it's a money fight. It's yeah. a business fight. So, and good luck to him. He deserves it. Um, I, I loved him as a UFC welterweight champion. That's um, oh, fantastic. But, but I, I, Tommy came on the show on fight night on Saturday night when I was presenting and, um, 
you know, he was adamant that I disagree with him as well. He was adamant that Jake Paul hasn't got the cojones to step up and fight, but I think he has. But he I, absolutely I, has. I know yeah. he totally has. Yeah. But, but I think Tommy will hand it to him if they fight. He'll hand it to him. And it'll be a brawl. It'll be a brawl. Um, and it'll it'll probably land on Tommy, but it'll get knocked out. Why Tommy am I Fury. excited for it? Tommy I'm Fury will I'm knock smiling. Jake Paul out. I'm excited to see well, Jake well, Paul, well, Tommy Fury. Well, What's because, happened to me? Well, but let's be honest. You know, I mean, I stayed up in the night to watch um, his brother Logan Paul, um, a much, much bigger man than, than Floyd Mayweather, a very old Floyd Mayweather. Um, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing, frankly, you know. Um, he held his own. And, you know, when 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 Floyd was going for it at the end, he, he, he couldn't get him out of there. And, mm. um, you know, but, but nor did it matter. He made 10 million bucks out of it, didn't he, uh, did Floyd. Um, I, I am not going with the purists on this one. As you know, I've been quite um, transparent about it, that if these guys want to do it it's fine they've they've got a contract with showtime for a reason as well you know mm. and and if jake once jake paul's lost in boxing he'll go and do an mma fight that's what'll happen a uh, quick word on daniel dubois who obviously fights on that card as well uh, i think it was a bit of a surprise to see him added to the card but i think it's good as well for him to get out in america for the americans to see exactly who daniel dubois is it's going to be interesting when they interview him and realize that maybe you know he's not the trash talker he's not the seller of fights but i, I like the fact that they're going to see him and he wants to obviously fight in America, and it's good that he actually gets the opportunity to. On what is, in the end of the day, a big card. I mean, is, this is a card that's going to do it numbers. Is, it is a big card, and it's a brilliant platform for them. And I think it's a masterstroke by Frank Warren to get them on that card over there. You know, Dubois has still got a massive future at heavyweight. Yep. Um, in spite of what happened against Joe Joyce last November, I think it was, if my memory serves me right. And, uh, you know, ditto with Tommy Fury because Tyson Fury has a massive profile in America. So it's perfect. I, perfect placement, perfect time. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, this was Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, we're here every single week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and mishmarts martial arts. As always, thank you so much to the great Gareth A. Davis. If you've missed any of the show would like to listen again, then you can always check out our podcast over at TalkSport.com under the Fight Night banner. 